Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the form of they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you. The doozy of all doozies is live. That's right, it's a Blotso Podcast, episode 176. To drop or not to drop? That is the question. No Deary this week. Govier goes solo. And he's going to talk about the players that are on the brink of being dropped. Is it time to say bye, bye, bye? Or should you hang tight, stay the course, and wait for that fantasy goodness to just pour in? It's all going to be on today's episode of the Palazzo Podcast. Don't forget about the Discord, the Patreon. We want to thank everybody who supports this show. It means a lot to us. Even though we crack wise and we have a few laughs, we try to inform and we try to win you money. So strap in for the latest edition of the Palazzo Podcast. We're going to blow your socks off and then some right now. Take it away, boy. Give me two. Hello, I am Michael Govier. You are watching the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. That's right. We do it as well as it can be done every time we can do it. We love the show. We love working with you. We love connecting with you. We want to thank you for being a part of things here at the Palazzo Podcast. If you want to be a bigger part of it, you want to take it to another level, you want to tell your friends, hey, I'm in the coolest Discord you ever done seen, then you got to join the Palazzo Podcast Discord. It's totally free. And when your dog gets a squeak toy, it's hilarious. Here it is. As soon as I start the show, the squeak toy begins. It's so uncanny, and it's absolutely real. Anyways, I love Yoshi. She's a good girl. Hey, come here. Give me that. No squeak toys. No squeak toys. There it is. There's the culprit. Oh, it's green, so you can't see it. That's weird. Wow. Green screens are wild, aren't they? Anyways, Patreon, Discord, Palazzo Podcast, your friend. Uh, I was on the air here, and then I had to take this call, which, of course, came on right when I was trying to do the show. It was a call I couldn't ignore. It has to do with my brother, and he needs my help. So that's why I, if you were uh, here a few minutes ago, or about 15 minutes ago, I was doing the silent treatment to you in a way. I was on the phone, but it was muted because, of course, I couldn't reveal the details of the conversation. So you may have been like, what the hell is going on? What's this guy doing? He doesn't know anything about production. Sorry about that. Today's show, it is about to drop or not to drop. That is the question. Thank you, Jesus. But we're not going to ask Jesus today because, you know, he's got bigger fish to fry. And, you know, 
truth be told, we can handle this ourselves. Do you drop players? Do you not drop players? What are the context? What are the situational points that you decide, hey, I got to drop this guy because he's doing A, B, or C? Is he sucking at the plate? Is he striking out too much and you're in a points league? Is he not getting on base enough in your OBP league? There are so many different options. It's just, uh, it's just tough. It's tough to know what to do, and I'm going to try to help you through it. I'm going to give you guys some names and some players, and you can make decisions on what you think is best based on your league context. 10-team, 12-team, 14, 16, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many leagues out there, so many different players to go over. I don't know if we're going to get it all done. Yes, don't be alarmed. Don't panic. Uh, obviously, there's no Chris Deary here today. He is on sabbatical. He's doing his own thing. Limited up in Indiana. What better place is there to be than Indiana right now? Am I right, Jasper? Wow, dude. I wish Jasper was here right now so he could chime in. He's one of our biggest Palazzo pals, and he's an Indianan? Indi- a Hoosier. They're Hoosiers, Mike. Come on, who doesn't know that? Sports movies of all time, Hoosiers, it's not my favorite. It really isn't, but I respect what it is and how many people enjoy Hoosiers, but for me... You know, I'm going to go any given Sunday. I love any given Sunday. I'm really beaming. Really beaming. I keep the ladies feeling the rest. Also, a very stupid film, but one that I hold close to my heart. Necessary Roughness from 1991. Sinbad, Scott Bakula, Jason Bateman's in that one. When his career was falling apart before he became the Jason Bateman that we know today, he was in that silly movie called Necessary Roughness. It's got Rob Schneider in it, who I think is kind of a turd, personally. But he did come up with Fumbalaya, Fumbaruske. You know, he was the funny, silly broadcaster. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> because you're a winner. That's right. He's a winner. So on today's show, drop or not to drop, we'll cover that. And uh, anything else that comes to mind. You got any questions? Drop in the live chat. In the live chat is where you want to be. We can talk about whatever's on your mind. Seriously, that's what this show's for. It's for you. Okay, I'm your friend. I want to be here to help you. And if I'm not here to help, what the hell am I really doing here? Okay, you make the show what it is. I'm serious. I'm not crazy. What did you you have a few drinks this morning? No. Huh? No. I I think you did, didn't you? No, I did not. Uncle Buck. More of you is good. Remember Jim Rome? Jim Rome used to be like the titan of sports talk. Okay. Some of you know this. Some of you have been around. You were there. I was there. Oh, I got something in my eye. It's annoying. For those of you on the live stream, ooh, that's not fun. In the podcast version, this doesn't matter to you. But Jim Rome was the king of sports talk, sports media back in like 99, 2000, in the 2000s. Have a take and don't suck just like this. I remember those commercials and those promos on the local sports talk station back in Lansing when I lived in Okemos back in the day. <laughs> and I definitely, I was not a clone. I wouldn't call myself a clone. And I never grabbed a vine either. But I definitely was a regular listener to Jim Rome. I rarely missed a show five days a week. Because I've always, I grew up being big on sports radio. I loved sports talk radio. The first time it ever came to Detroit was in 1994. And that's when WDFN came to life. We all know the very first sports station in the United States was WFAN, where... The legends themselves, Mad Dog and Mike did their thing. But WDFN came to Detroit in 1994, and there was a guy named the Mega Man, Ike the Mega Man. And I remember listening to that show. I was 13 or 14 at that time. And I was like, oh, this is awesome, Sports Talk Radio. You could do this for a living? Of course, I never ended up going that route. 
Uh, I did go to Central Michigan right out of high school, though. You know, that's where Dick Enberg went. The legend, Dick Enberg, a Hall of Famer in my book. Oh. I'd be surprised over the guy was a man. I love you. Shout out to Dick Enberg. Rest in power, Dick. But, man, I thought I could do it. And when I went to Central, I had a goal in mind of being a broadcaster. But I went to the – they had a big news center there because their broadcasting school and communication school was legit. So they had their own TV station there run by the students with their own news program. And I tried out for the sports anchor or just an on-air personality at the desk, and I didn't get it. I'd only been on campus for a week or like five days, okay? I just got there, and I got defeated already, and I gave up. Ugh. Learn from my mistakes, folks. That was an unnecessary move. It was so silly. I should have been more patient, obviously, and learned that, hey, everything wasn't going to be handed to me. Damn! I know, right? Damn. So what could have been if I had stayed the course, learned some lessons from that day, and who knows where I would have been. But more of you is good. Jim Romos used to say, less of you and more of me, clones. But I actually think, especially when Deary's not here, you guys bring more to the show with the live chat and your interactivity and the questions that you could offer. So please be a part of that. Connect with me. I would love to get to know you. Or to answer your questions or just bring up something that maybe I'm not thinking of, right? I need to know these things. All right, so uh, Palazzo Discord, Palazzo Patreon, it's all available to you. It's free. Discord is totally free. And I got to tell you, it's a great positive place to learn. It really is. Oh, Jamie knows. Here we go. Jamie says, Matt Moore, you think he will be pitching more soon in a deep league? We're going to talk about Matt Moore, but I'll answer that now. Uh, oh, you want some DFS talk, Jamie? I don't do DFS talk as much. That's not my specialty, and I admit that freely. Sometimes you have to know your limits, Master Wayne. That's not a good Michael Kine. My name is Michael. My name is Michael Kine. Uh, I know that Scott White does the cane, but I watched the trip back in 2010 with Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan! And, of course, Rob Bryden way back in the day. I laughed my ass off at that Michael Caine. That was the original Genesis. They started it. It's not Scott White's, just to be clear. No beef with Scott White. No ill will to Scott White. But let's get real here. Anybody's allowed to do the Michael Caine. And it all started with Coogan and Bryden, in my opinion. So, Helmut is here. What's up, Helmut? How you doing, my man? All right, I'm so glad you're here. Everyone's coming in. This is great. Everyone! Yo, give me two. I'll give you two right now. Boom. Utah. Give me two. There it is, just for you, Halmut. Jim Everett versus Jim Rome. Search on YouTube if you don't know. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, that is iconic. That's what really kind of broke him out into the mainstream. Chris Everett. Don't call me Chris. Uh, I, I, I bet you won't. I'll tell you this, Jim. We're going to be here for a while, and uh, I bet you won't call me Chris again. I bet I do. Chris. <laughs> it's so funny. If you've never seen it, if you're younger and it's new to you, Get ready to laugh, because it was real on ESPN2 back in the day, and it was very funny. I don't know if it was staged or what. I've often wondered if it was staged, but either way, it definitely was iconic and memorable. Good call, Helmut. Glad to see Helmut here, and Jamie, of course. You guys are doing your thing live in the chat. They're also part of the Discord, which is free. If you want to take it to another level, the Patreon starts at $3. Give me three, Utah. Utah, give me two. Three. So, I think it's worth it. I try to post... Several days out of the week with Govier's guys reports. I got fab bids. When I do my Sunday fab bids, I give you players and the dollar bids that I'm going for in 12 and 15 team leagues. 
That's quite useful. And then I give you the results from my fab of the main event, which is one of the biggest leagues you can play. $1,700 entry fee. And you can find out more about that through the Patreon. I also do my head-to-head rankings I release every week. There's not enough head-to-head talk out there. There always needs to be more, right? Is my camera blurry? But that's what you get. I think it's worth it. I definitely don't take any of my patrons for granted. And if we ever get to 100 patrons, I'm going to run down the street naked while I scream live on video on Twitter. I don't know if I'm going to be naked, but I'm going to do whatever you guys come up with. The promise I made when we get to 100 patrons is to let you all decide what to do with whatever you guys come up with. I will do it. I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. It's not a farce. I'm not having some fun with you guys. I will straight up do whatever you guys can come up with in your crazy scheming minds. And I'm I'm not afraid. Because having 100 patrons would be a big, big sign that we're doing well and we've done something. So it'll be worth it. It would be the least I could do. You know, sometimes you don't feel like you're going to get there. And it's a race to the top. There's so many people involved in the competition in fantasy baseball, podcasting, writing, tweeting, uh, all the content creation you can do. It's very, very difficult. And you're going head-to-head with a lot of different people. So to get somebody to actually give us their time and energy for the Patreon, that's huge. I don't take that for granted at all. I really realize the preciousness of every patron and every person who comes to the Discord and hangs out. Seriously. Because this competition, going head-to-head, trying to fight it out, like two little mice in a bucket of cream. Two little mice fell in a bucket of cream exactly it's not easy and i'm hoping to be that mouse that turns it to butter baby that's what my goal is and i'm gonna always think of that when i'm creating content for the patreon and for the regular show too i don't half-ass anything else just because it's not a patreon situation jamie says haha i want to see you in a tutu with a clown mask i'll lol exactly that's what i'm saying oh find another squeak toy huh? you always find the squeak toys don't you it's hilarious go find another squeak toy I'm sure she will. Yoshi's a good girl. Come here, Yoshi. Come here. Say hi. Oh, the big baby. Yeah. This is how I talk when I talk to my dog. Hey, look, the big baby. Yoshi, big baby. Look, Yoshi on TV. Oh, the big baby. Oh, the big baby. You're really missing out if you're on the podcast version. And you should subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see this beautiful Yoshi right now. Right, Bubba? What's a good girl. Look how happy she is. Okay, good girl. It's not my dog. It's my mom's dog. She's going back on Monday, folks. Last weekend with Yosh. Say goodbye. We love you, Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi, you look hilarious. She looks terrified. Oh, my God. I'm on YouTube, and there's like three people watching. It's not a big deal, Yosh. Remain calm. So, uh, yeah, I covered that. I covered what we're going to talk about today. To drop or not to drop? That is the question. I'm going to give you some Govier's guys I want you to peruse. And then we've already done 10 minutes, and I've hardly talked baseball. So we really need to get rolling here. That's my bad. I'm not trying to do that on purpose. I often wonder, you know, how many of you guys, you come here for the entertainment or the baseball info because you can get baseball data and info almost anywhere. Like there are so, like I said, there's so many different places where you can get your fill. So I appreciate that you guys come here. And if you ever feel like, hey, you're screwing around too much, Mike, and we need more of the fantasy baseball content that will help us win money, then I understand. I appreciate that, and I will do my best to make sure you're getting your fill. So having said that, oh, boy. Well, I'm having technical problems here, guys. I'm trying to get into the business here because when it's business time. There we go. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I haven't created a new song in a while. And that's something you also get on the Patreon, and I'm due for that. And I apologize for not being more creative. I'm feeling a lack of creativity lately, and it bums me out. I don't know where it went. So, if you got any ideas, spur me along, motivate me, help me get there. You get co-writing credits completely. I promise that to you. All right, so in the business world of this show, he's on fire. I can't believe I don't have an NBA jam drop. He's on fire. Boom shakalaka. Heating up. I think I can sound like, do I kind of sound like that guy? He's heating up. Boom shakalaka. It's not that hard to sound like him, I guess. Uh, if you're not funny, it wouldn't be a show. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. I appreciate that. Grab Arcia. He's on fire. Hey, you guys are spoiling the rest of the show for me with Matt Moore and Arcia. They're coming up. It's so funny you're mentioning both of these guys. I swear you're going to see a graphic in a couple of minutes that will give it all away to you. So please subscribe to Oslo Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Utah. Very easy to do. Give me two. And at the top, you can find the Patreon link and the Discord link. The Discord's free, and it's got Benjamin Chase, who is the newest addition to our Prospects Power Half Hour Show. Every Wednesday, we do a 30-minute show on Prospects and Dynasty Baseball. As much as we can get in, as quick as we can get in, okay? And Benjamin is our newest full-time member there. So now it's me, Phil, and Benjamin Chase, three of us doing a 30-minute show. I basically don't get to speak for that whole show because I shouldn't because those guys are the prospect gurus. They know their shit. Shout out to those guys. It's a good show. It's quick. It's easy. You can see all the old episodes on this YouTube channel you can subscribe to or on your favorite podcast platform. Also, if you guys have never rated the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, five-star rating, really help our show. I think we do it as well as anybody. Production meets information. Boom! It all comes in a head-on collision right here on the Palazzo Podcast. And if you think that I'm not lying, then we would love that five-star rating on Apple and Spotify now. You can do a five-star rating on Spotify by clicking that star and giving it a five-star rating. So, if you've never done that, would you please um, do so? Please? I don't want to beg. I just think it's a reasonable thing. If you like the show, help us out. Yay! Be our friends! Okay, woohoo! Boy, I hope I don't sound too desperate because <laughs> I just want... Yeah, I sound desperate. It's fine. I can live with that. Oh, we got uh, Ezekiel Duran. Don't forget him. God damn it! You guys are blowing up my spot. This is so funny. You're going to see this graphic in a few minutes. Every player you guys are mentioning is already on this graphic, which is very, very funny to me. All right, I mentioned all that. I wanted to say thank you to new followers, new subscribers. I wanted to give a shout-out to Britton Allen. I was on his show this week. Britton Allen is a newcomer. He's on the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Network, Fantasy Sports Network. And the show is called Three is a Magic Number, and it's about who is going to be or who will already be players that are in the top three of every lineup in MLB. He's looking for players who are about to get into there or who have just taken spots in the top three. It's a great concept because plate appearances mean everything. More volume, especially in Roto. It's it's much more useful in Roto. And I got to tell you, I had a great time doing it with him. He's a really cool dude. And I know he's green and, you know, he's... He's got some work to do still. He would tell you that because he's only done four episodes. But Utah, give me two. I want to spread the Palazzo Connections as far as I can. And when somebody has something to offer, 
He's funny. He's got a great sense of humor. We did a whole bit about 80 sitcoms. He grilled me on this trivia, and I did pretty well. I must say so for myself. So please follow Britton Allen on Twitter. It's at Britton Allen, B-R-I-T-T-O-N Allen, Britton Allen. And then check out the show on the Triple Play Fantasy Network, which is on YouTube. Of course, they're on Twitter. If you don't know who they are, find Triple Play. Just start following them and stick with them. And Britton is one of their newest dudes. He's got that Southern Tennessee drawl. He belongs in a club with Ray Butler of Prospects 365. And, of course, Chris Clegg, a couple of legends in their own right. Shout out to those guys. So I'm really strongly pushing for Britton. He's a good dude. When someone does something right and you want, you know, you want to give them, give them some love. Oh, we got a question from Helmut. Drop Jesus Sanchez. OBP League, but I need the home runs. Crap alternates are Paven Smith, Tyrone Taylor, Taylor Trammell. Trammell? Trammell? I'm not calling him Trammell because there's only one Trammell. That's Alan Trammell. So Taylor Trammell, uh, you know, I just don't think he's a, he's a regular. He just doesn't quite, he doesn't have enough pop, which is disappointing. Tyrone Taylor had his moments here, but eh, I don't think he's consistent enough. The Brewers have been struggling. Paven Smith is fun. I like Paven Smith. I do. I don't know if he's a crap alternate, but in an OBP league with the power versus Jesus Sanchez, what would you guys do? I think uh, that's tough. I don't know how deep this league is either, Helmut. But with OBP, Paven Smith is a little bit better for OBP. He's got better plate discipline. Can get some more walks, which I like. So I might actually go Paven Smith. Call me crazy. Call me maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Uh, maybe I've lost it. Maybe I just don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Maybe I'm half the man I used to be. I don't know. This right here is a silver bullet, all the way from Colorado. Could you get a player from Colorado that plays at Coors? Coors. Because that would be useful for you instead of Jesus Sanchez. But bottom line is, I say Paven Smith is the choice between Tyron Taylor, Taylor Trammell, or keeping Jesus Sanchez. I actually think Jesus Sanchez is a talented player who still has a lot to offer, but. It's just a matter of like, um, dude, what are you going to do for my squad now, right? Isn't that the point? I think that is the point. So, yeah, I'm going to pay with Smith there. That's my call. All right. Thanks, Helmut. Questions are always welcome. Uh, Jamie says, I have picked him up. It's been a plus. He's talking about Ezekiel Duran, who's the man, my main man. I love that dude. Can't get enough of him. Can't trust it. Of course you can trust it. Don't give me that shit. Helmet, thanks for the questions. All your questions are welcome in the show. All right, uh, other business was thanking the newest patron. Also, Britain signed up for the Patreon. Thank you, Britain. And our followers on Twitter, thank you for following us. Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. That's always a big help to us, and I want to say thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you're through a party. I love that song. That's classic. What an 80s theme songs were so good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm, uh, I'm on a bender here. I'm out of control. Sorry about that. But remember, Benjamin Chase is a regular now on the Prospect Show. Follow Ben on Twitter at Big Gentle Ben. He's so talented. He's got all these great ideas for the show that are going to be implemented here over the next couple of months. Dude is a wizard with prospects. He's so underrated. I'm not just saying that. I wouldn't be in business with him if he was shit. I wouldn't. 
I know what he brings to the table, and I'm grateful that he decided to come on board full-time to the Prospect Show. And he's in the Discord all week long in the meantime. You're missing golden opportunities to be hanging with one of the best in the biz. And I know that there's a lot of guys out there who do prospects and they do it well, but Ben belongs in that conversation. He really does. So I'm going to push for Benjamin Chase, not just because he's my guy, but because he can help you. Okay? That's all I have to say about that. I, I just want to get that on the record. Sometimes you really just want to help somebody out who deserves it. And it's going to benefit you too. So it's not like I'm trying to push an agenda where, hey, this is a guy who's going to bring something to the table for me and him and not you. No, everybody wins. That's the whole point. That's what I love about it. I think that's fantastic news for everybody. So thanks for Ben being part of the show now. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that is all I have to say about that. All right, uh, I think I've covered everything there I wanted to cover, right? Uh, yeah, okay, we're good. So that's the business portion of the show. Again, if you have any questions, you can email the show. I never check it anymore, but it's Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's Utah. at ProtonMail.com. If you want to send an email, I would love to read it. I just don't know how often I'll check it because between the Twitter and the Discord, and my Twitter, I mean, those are the main areas where you can connect with me. I'm at MJ Govier, G-O-V and Victor, I-E-R, on Twitter. Jamie says, Austin Meadows hit the Rona IL. Wow. Not shocking at all. Austin Meadows in the vertigo thing. I got to tell you, it's a real concern. If you've never heard of Nick Aseski, he was a great, well, he was a solid MLB'er, and he signed a big free agent contract with the Braves in 1990 as a slugging first baseman. And he only played nine games before his career was over because of vertigo. Now, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but I think it's at least worth considering that maybe, just maybe, okay? Maybe this is not just Rona. I don't want to make assumptions here, but if vertigo is damaging to a player's career and if people know about that and the word gets out about it more, it also hurts his trade value if the Tigers jump ship and the Tigers do suck. So uh, that is something to consider, guys. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist to the max, but if Meadows is going to be constantly dealing with vertigo for the rest of his career, it's going to be devastating. It's going to be absolutely devastating to him and he might not be able to be the guy that he once was. Go Tigers. Yeah, and the Tigers are shit, and if they want to trade him, they might want to keep that in the down low. And I know that sounds like, oh, that would never happen. Nobody would ever do that. Just consider that as a notion. That's all I'm saying. Jamie says, I've had so many, so I've had so my hits this year. I've had so my hits this year, far as IL. Somehow I'm in third in a 10-man league. Well, good for you, Jamie. Round of applause. <laughs> Woohoo! Good for you. Always like when our listeners do well. That's great news. All right. Have I pushed everything? Make sure you follow Deary, even though he's not here this week. He's hilarious, and he knows what he's doing when it comes to fantasy baseball. See Deary, 1999. Love my guy, my old friend. I've known him for years, and he's always going to be a part of my life. And hopefully, I'm always going to be a part of his. Having said that, let's get into leading off. Okay, so today in leading off, we always do the catch of the day. Our first catch of the day. And I wanted to go with a guy, but I ended up putting him on my main list. So I'm just going to go with it anyways. Uh, 
It's Ezekiel Duran. Ezekiel Duran is on my mind and has always been on my mind. The reason that is, is because just before I went on the air here, I saw Rob Silver tweet about how Michael Harris of the Braves was getting a lot of run, but Ezekiel Duran wasn't. He didn't hear anybody talking about them. But as I can attest to, and my Discord people can verify in the Discord, Ezekiel Duran has been a topic of conversation for the last 10 days or so, at least a good week, because the dude can play. And I made it a, well, it might be an absurd comp. I'll give you that. Said that he could be a possible Jose Ramirez type down the road here. Now, he doesn't have the exact same body. He's definitely lighter. Jose Ramirez is more thicker. He's a tad shorter. Ezekiel Duran's 5'11", 190. Jose's 5'9", 215. He's a thicker dude. But Duran's speed is unquestioned. 97% percentile in speed on the base paths. That's great. You want a part of that. You want some of that. You got to have it. And then the power. The question is the power. I don't know if he can be a 30-20 guy, but I think Duran is a 20-20 guy. I really do. He's shown some pop and steals in the minors. Last year he had, I think he had 12 home runs and 19 steals last year in the minor leagues. Off the top of my head, I'll have to double check that. But the dude can play. He knows what he is doing. And he has been a big surprise. I don't think the Rangers thought that he would be this useful. He jumped from double A, remember? So I'm all in on Ezekiel Duran. I've always been, basically since he came up, I thought he was worth a flyer. Picked him up in my main event league. Same week I picked up Jaron Duran for $32, and he went right back down to the minors three days later. Although Duran's back now. That Duran's back too. Duran, Jaron Duran, Jaron Duran. I'm making it sound like Duran Duran when I say Duran Duran. It's Jaron Duran. But Ezekiel Duran is the better of the two Durans. I'm putting it right there. Two weeks. That's right. Give me two. Give me two weeks. Two weeks of play from Duran has been pretty elite. Ezekiel Duran has had a lot of fun lately, and it's only going to get better, I feel like. I mean, he's going to struggle. There's going to be... It's fucking baseball, okay? Sometimes things aren't going to go your way for a while. Even the best of the best. Mike Trout had a terrible slump before Joe Madden got fired, and now he's back. It happens to the best of them. But what Duran could do is drive in runs, even when he's not hitting homers. He had that bases-clearing triple the other day against my Tigers, of course who are not very good. Go Tigers. So, Zico Duran is the catch of the day. Might be the catch of the year. We'll see. I love Luis Garcia just as much. Luis Garcia and Ezekiel Duran are 1A and 1B right next to each other of players that who have been called up this year that have redraft use as well, and like legitimate redraft use. One's a middle infielder, one's a corner infielder. And depending on if you're playing in Yahoo or not, Ezekiel Duran also has middle infield eligibility. That's good news, right? That's exciting. So I just wanted to mention him real quick, and I'm probably going to mention him again because it's really hard to ignore this dude. Ezekiel Duran is the man, and I hope he continues to be the man going forward. Uh, any questions about that in the live chat? Anybody? Anybody? Wow, dude. Yeah, well, I guess not. But we do have some other comments. Uh, let's see. I mean, many. Fat fingers. Thanks, fat fingers. McGill hits the IL. That's a total drop. I'm not buying. McGill's not healthy. He wasn't healthy. Tyler McGill was not ready to play. They gave him a shot. It's just like Jack Flaherty coming back. He wasn't very good in his first start. I'm still not expecting Flaherty to be good. I'll talk more about that momentarily. But McGill, no way. I'm not not interested in redraft at all. And somebody mentioned in the Palazzo Discord before I went on the air, should I try to get Tyler McGill in Dynasty? Is he a good Dynasty pickup now? It depends what you would be sacrificing. 
if you have a roster spot for him, an IL spot, yeah, it's worth a shot. But I don't think he's so dominant that it's worth it to me. I know it's Dynasty still, and I understand that. So it would really be context-based. So many of the questions, I always want to implore everybody, when you ask a question, make sure that you give as much context as possible. Because you can't just say, hey, should I pick up uh, Tyler McGill? Well, who's your pitchers? How big is your league? What's the format? All these things matter. And if you want to get a concrete answer, then you need to provide all that information. It's just a simple piece of advice from one friend to another here on the Palazzo Podcast, 2 L's, 2 Z's. Give me two. Jamie says, I was disappointed. He only went three innings. If he's a drop, finding someone else to replace him. Yeah, Tyler McGill, to me, is a drop. I don't know the official hardcore seriousness of his injury. I'm not in the trainer's room in New York, so I can't prove it, but I would be happy moving on from McGill right now in redraft and saying, yeah, you know, I, I got bigger fish to fry. I got other things to do, okay? And, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, and that's all I have to say about that. And I feel good about what I just said. Woo! Okay, so we're doing the... Where are we? What's happening? It's hard to run a show when you're talking, thinking, producing, <laughs> reading... Co- I'm doing like eight things at once. And I'll just give you guys a little bit of a behind the curtain here. I got the board over here that I'm running. And I want to make sure I provide some timely, humorous drops. While also reading your commentary and analyzing it and then interpreting it and providing you with reasonable responses and following the show notes that I have here all at the same time. While I also make sure not to stumble over my words and be somewhat entertaining. So I just want to give you guys a little peek. What's going on behind the curtain? You know, there's, there's a lot going on here. There's more than you might think is all I have to say. And I want you guys to know I love doing this show. But it is challenging to do what I do with the show. And I think, uh, not that I need the accolades like, hey, look what I can do. It's not what I'm trying to say. I just want you guys to know how many hats I'm wearing simultaneously at any given moment when I do a Palazzo podcast or really any of my shows. Tigers are playing. Two nights. Yeah, they are. I never miss a game. Tigers suck. The Tigers are historically bad. They are so, so bad. They are so bad. God, they are so bad. The other day, they were, it was a big thing on Twitter. They have 31 home runs on the season as of the other day. 31! And I posted on Twitter and in the Discord, the next closest team, they're dead last, of course, in all of MLB, the Tigers. The Tigers are- they suck. And the next closest team in home runs has 45 as of that day. So when I looked at the standings that night, about two nights ago, Tigers had 31 dead last. Oakland was second to last with 45 home runs. What a gap. This is a historic season of ineptitude, a putrid, putrid offering. And what do you expect? From, you got a 40-year-old guy who's hitting cleanup, hitting third, who's a singles hitter. He's toast. Miguel Cabrera, I mean, yeah, he got the 3,000 hits. That's great, but get them. It's time to go, man. This is a bottom-line business, and you have to know when to step aside. And that's why it's up to management to tell him when it's time to step aside. What have you done for me lately? I'm sorry. If I was stinking at my job and I was bringing down the show and we had somebody better, maybe that's the thing. There's nobody better. And there's also the conspiracy theory now that Riley Green is not being brought up because it's such a bad environment. I mean, it's not just Miguel Cabrera. Of course, it's Javi fucking Baez. El Mago stinks to high heaven. He reeks. 
He is such a bummer for me. I am so furious that I got myself caught up in the Javi Baez experience. You know how much that makes me mad? Can you tell? What was I thinking? Jeez. He's trying to get a big contract. He gave everything he got last year, and you got the best version of Javi Baez. Now you're getting the worst version. So there's no way Rodney Green, people think Rodney Green will provide a bump to this offense. But what if it's the other way around? Like being reported that it's such a toxic, negative environment right now that bringing Riley Green into the fold will only hurt him further and hinder his development. Hmm? How about that? Tigers are playing. Two nights. Look at Spencer Torkelson. I mean, this guy's the number one overall pick. And he would have been the number one overall pick for many teams. It wasn't, it wasn't the Tigers reaching. It was mostly universal that this guy was going to be an elite hitter. The question was only about would he have enough pop, but the guy could hit for sure. So, okay, I'll stop talking about that now. But those are things you need to consider for your own fantasy seasons and situations. Riley Green, the Tigers offense. You know, the thing is, though, this is a game where the law of averages eventually balance out. So as bad as the Tigers are right now, there actually probably is value with them. Because they're just not going to finish the season with some of the stat lines you are seeing right now. They're not going to stay on that pace. It'll get better. So in a way, even though I'm really, really pissed about it, the Tigers actually have fantasy value. A guy like Robbie Grossman was on the main event, Fabwire, last Sunday. I could have picked up Robbie Grossman. I put in a small bid for him, but I wasn't going to pay much. And I'm so anti-Robbie Grossman. But the fact that he had zero home runs and that he hadn't really done anything yet this season, just tells me that eventually he would probably provide some statistical output. And that's not just wishful thinking either. That's just how baseball works. You have a hellish time, and then things get better. Uh, Timothy says, a mic of all trades. <laughs> hey, that's funny, Tim. Good to see you, man. Are you still here? Shout out to Tim. I love Tim. Tim was one of the first patrons to sign up, and he's in the Discord on occasion. Not very often. He's a busy, busy man. But he's been on the show, and he's commented, and he's been a friend. And Tim, so glad you're here, and thanks for commenting. I hope you're well, Tim. Is there something I can do for you? Can I be of service to you in any way? Let me know how I can do that. Do you need somebody to wash your car? Do you need a back massage? I give a mean back massage, at the very least in the shoulders. I get in there. I don't hurt, but I give enough pressure where I'm going to get you loose in there. I can make a difference in your life, Tim. Just let me know how I can do it, okay? Jamie says... John Gray, Kyle Freeland, Alex Wood, Eric Lauer, Graham Ashcraft, Nick Martinez, ads of today on Yahoo Free Agency. Okay, so John Gray, I like. John Gray's going against the Tigers. That's exciting. The Tigers are playing. Two nights. The Tigers are always, 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 always who you want to stream against. Until you see signs of life from that offense that are consistent, you should be streaming against the Tigers all week long, no matter who the pitcher is. In fact, you should have the Tigers schedule pre-week on Sunday before you start the new week. Know who they're playing and who the opposing starters are going to be. And then if stream the hell out of all of them. Seriously, at the very least, you'll probably get a win. You're not going to get blown up. They're not going to have like a six-run outburst. That shit just ain't going to happen at all. Yeah, I know. Shocking, right? Uh, I like John Gray. Kyle Friedland, uh, he's, a, he's got the Padres this weekend at home. That's uh, dangerous because we all know Coors can be a, a troublesome place for people. Coors. 
Alex Wood, I've never liked Alex Wood. Eric Lauer got ripped. I actually, I, I didn't mention it. So my Fantrax Fantasy Baseball Confidential on FantraxHQ.com. That's right. Every week I posted on Monday. Had to post on Tuesday this past week, but usually it's every Monday. And I talked about Eric Lauer in a little segment about, are there more blow-up starts this year than ever? And I took a look at Eric Lauer's blow-up start, which was against the Nats. And that was a week ago, last Friday, I believe. He got tattooed for eight. No, it was Saturday. He got tattooed for eight earned runs. Eight. A horrible start. And the, my criteria for the blow-up start was seven earned runs. And I went back and looked. And of all the teams. <laughs> oh, so funny. In 2021, Eric Lauer, as a starter, took on the Detroit Tigers. Of all teams, the Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> and they tattooed him for nine earned runs. He got destroyed. So, blow-up starts do happen. I looked at a couple other pitchers, too, in that. Steven Strasburg and uh, Garrett Cole. And they all had blow-up starts in previous seasons, the year before. And Strasburg had to go back to 2019 as well. But they're all there. These things happen. So, I know it wasn't a complete study of the entire season and all the blow-up starts with seven earned runs or more. But my little sample size where I looked around, I found some pretty reliable information that says, you know, it's just going to happen sometimes. Accept it and move forward. And this is so funny that the Tigers were the team that got Lauer last year. Go Tigers! <laughs> they were so, it was in the uh, beginning of June, too. It was like June 1st of 2021. That's when the Tigers started to heat up because they had started so bad in 2021, but they got it going. And that is still not the case this year. Very sad. So uh, Eric Lauer is still a great pitcher. I really like him. His development is spot on. He's on his he's on the right path. Uh, he's had some hiccups recently, kind of slowing down from where he was. But that's okay. That's going to happen. And then uh, who are the other guys here real quickly? Blah, blah, blah. Graham Ashcraft of the Reds. He's fun. He's a cheap ad. He should have been a cheap ad. He's got something a little bit to offer. Nick Martinez. He's got... Again, he's got the Rockies and Coors. Coors. I'd be concerned about that if he's pitching this weekend. But otherwise, I like Martinez because he can get some Ks. Sometimes the whip goes a little higher than I'd want it to, but the Ks are there. So there's a quick synopsis on all those pitchers. Timothy says, hey, I got a newborn. So hands have definitely been full. Well, hot damn. All right, my man. Woohoo! Congratulations, Tim. That's exciting. Happy to be able to catch you, too, my friend, Tim. That's wonderful news. Helmut says, Eric Lauer, last few starts have been bad. Walking too many. Was early season success a mirage? I actually, I don't think so. I just think the Brewers are really struggling as a team, and sometimes that just bleeds into everything. I don't know if Lauer, I mean, Lauer was so dominant early on. Maybe he's not that good, but he's not this bad. He's still, I think, a top 40 SP, top 50 SP, for sure. That's uh, off the top of my head. Eric Lauer velocity is down from the beginning of the year. Uh-oh, Just Bob. Just Bob, you always got the best nuggets, man. Seriously, well done. Shout out to you, my friend. You deserve it. That's good stuff. Timothy says, the guy who I've been wanting to drop, but no, I can't. JT Real Muto for MJ Melendez. 10-team head-to-head cats with OBP. Why can't you do that? That's 10-team. If it was 14-team or something, I could see why. But in 10-team, Real Muto becomes more droppable. I really believe that. I'm serious. So that's my two cents. Just Bob says Eric Lauer might also be fatigued. Uh, maybe. I don't know. He pitched a fair amount. How many innings did 
Eric Lauer pitch last year. Let's take a look at that. I, I'm going to go find that for you. Because that's what I do on this show. While I'm also trying to type a tweet here. And look up on fan graphs. Guys, what is the site you go to first? If you need to know information, do you go right to StatCast first? Do you go to Fangrass first? Or do you go to C, an alternate one? I'd like to know. I think that, that would be curiously useful information for me. I would love to know that. Drop it in the live chat here, which you guys can always do. Last year, Eric Lauer in 2021 had himself, uh, you know, so-so season. Wasn't his best season, but it was a pretty decent season. He went 7-5. and five. He started 20 games. He pitched 118 innings last year, okay? He's also pitched 150 in 2019 for the Padres. So he's gone at least 150 innings in a season. That's good news. But, you know, last year he was only able to do 118. And the walks were 3.11 per nine. This year it's at 3.06. So that's about on par. Eh, the home runs have gone up, though. Last year was 1.2. Now it's up to 1.6. That's a big jump. Uh, la, 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 la. So, yeah, that's cause for concern. And in Miller Park, the ball can fly sometimes, but the humidor has changed a lot of things, so I'm going to just throw that out and say, who the hell knows? I mean, you can't really tell me. it. I know what's happening. Whatever, motherfucker! Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what it is. Uh, Lauer's ERA is 3.36 still. That looks pretty damn good on the season in 61 innings pitched. He's got a FIP of 4.40. Uh-oh. Maybe what he's been doing isn't so legit. That's a good point. Maybe Just Bob's onto something. Maybe. Just maybe. Anthony says, I'm late. It's okay, Anthony. You're here now. That's all that matters. What's up, my man? Anthony! Never be late. Just be here when you can. Tim says, fully adulting, my dude. <laughs> Good for you, my friend. That's funny. As a ba newborn baby. Yeah, that's full adulting. Jamie says, Burns hasn't been so hot either. Oh, he was good last two nights ago in his recent start. He got the job done. The Brewers blew out the Mets. So that you don't even you don't even think about Burns. You don't even question that. You just keep starting him. That's just how it goes. Uh, just Bob says, I go to Fangrass first thing when I need to look up information. Timothy says, Savant or baseball reference. Ooh, okay. I just find it curious where people go for their info because there's so many options, but at the same time, there's not. It seems to be the same kind of routine going on. Uh, the Plausible Podcast Invitational is ongoing. I'm not going to get into that today because my team blows. It's terrible. I'm trash. And I want you guys to know that that team sucks, and I'm the one who created it. I drafted it. The buck stops here with me. Got it? Uh, in Glarf, though, I'm... I'm doing pretty good at Glarf, so I'll, I'll give myself some credit on that. Uh, we're not going to play Name That Runner of Fab Bid this week because, well, frankly, we just don't have time for it. And also, with Deary not being here, I could play it with you guys in the live chat, which I appreciate when you guys do play it, but uh, it's just funner when there's like an actual person here with me. We can go back and forth, and he can give me something. So we'll just skip that for this week because, you know, it's my show. I'm going to do what I want. What do you think about that, huh? Yeah, what if I was such a dick like that? Hey, this is mine. I'm going to do what I want, how I want, okay? Hey. I don't like people like that. All right, who's hitting the road? Who are we saying goodbye to? Well, uh, quite a few people have <laughs> said bye, bye, bye. 
Bad news on the horizon. A lot of injuries of note recently. So I'm just going to blow through them real quick. We already talked about Tyler McGill. He's back on the IL. I think he's a drop. I'm, I'm saying it now. Right here on June 17th, 2022. Drop him. In redraft, of course. Uh, Aaron Ashby was pulled from his start with a forearm strain, though his velocity wasn't down, so that's good news. And supposedly he wanted to finish that inning. So keep an eye on the Ashby situation. It might not be as serious as your usual forearm strains, flexor strains, elbow issues, forearm issues. Something to keep an eye on. It didn't seem serious, but you need to keep an eye on it. Uh, unfortunately, it's quite serious for Mr. Ryu. Hunjin Ryu is having Tommy John. Bye-bye. So long. Thanks for the memories. It's been real, but it hasn't been real fun with Ryu. And I would say uh, the Dodgers were right to let him go a few years ago in free agency. That was a smart move on their part. Ryu just has not been the same guy that he was in L.A., in Toronto. That's just a fact. I, I think I don't think anybody would argue that point at all, would they? Welcome to hell! Yeah, welcome to hell. That's basically what it is. By the way, that's my go-to gift. For those of you that don't know me as well on Twitter, my go-to gift is the welcome to hell gift. I love that gift. It's my favorite, hands down. My second favorite is He Left Us, which is from Jurassic Park. I haven't seen the new Jurassic Park, by the way, because you know why? All the other ones have been shit. I love the original. Welcome to Jurassic Park. In 48 hours, I'll be accepting your apology. <laughs> That's my uh, original Jurassic Park synopsis. But the other ones have all sucked. Sorry. So I'm not going to see the new one. But um, why the hell was I talking about Jurassic Park now? I can't remember. What does Jurassic Park have to do with baseball? Hmm. I don't remember. Just Bob, I've lost, I lost my train of thought. That's hilarious. Just Bob says the humidor balls affect spin rotation earlier in the season. And that equals affecting pitching. Good Good stuff, Just Bob. Man, you're on a fire today. Anthony says, Braves not doing good today. Well, you know, it's baseball. There's 162 games. Sometimes things don't go your way. Jeff, what's up, Jeff Whiteley? What up, Jeff? Jeff was here earlier. Can't trust it. Yeah, you can't trust what you saw earlier, Jeff. I tried to start the show, but then I had this emergency phone call that I had to take. So I kind of just stood there on mute while I had the phone in my hand. And then I just said, all right, I'm just end the show. I'll start over. So I deleted all that. And now what you have is the actual show. So thanks for being there, Jeff. Thanks for being here now. Anthony says, Die Hard and Home Alone are all Christmas movies. Uh, we're not going there. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. But yeah, there's 162 games in a year. And sometimes things just don't go your way. Timothy says, Powerhouse Cubbies. Yeah. Cubs suck. But they got some fun players. Chris Morrell. Christopher Morrell is the man. I love Christopher Morrell. He's a lot of fun. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, you know, as far as Ryu and the career he's had since he left, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. Look at this. His last year as a Dodger, he had a 232 ERA. 232! Damn! That was at 182 innings, guys. The FIP was 310, so it wasn't. it was a little higher, but it was still... Like, wow, that guy earned what he got that year in 2019. Then he goes to Toronto, and his first year in Toronto, he has a 2.69 ERA, but it's only 67 innings pitched. So not quite what you really think it would be, unfortunately. <laughs> spin it. Yeah, it's a no-spin zone there. Hey, look, I did good. I had a 2.69 ERA. Yeah, but you only picked 67 innings, right? And then after that, last year, 2021, the full season, 
4.37 ERA, 402 FIP. This year, 5.67 with the 480 FIP. So he's 35 years old now. I just don't expect him to be somebody that you're going to use going forward. Like, oh, I can't wait till Ryu comes back from Tommy John. He's going to kill it. Nobody's saying that, right? So, Jasper made it. Hey, Indiana. Jasper, I was saying earlier in the show that Chris is in Indiana, and that's your territory. So maybe if you run into Deary, let me know. Take a picture with him, okay? That'd be good stuff. All right, let me blow through the rest of this bye-bye-bye, which is what I was working on. Ozzy Albee's gone. It's a tragedy. It sucks. What else can you say? It's just a fucking bummer. Nothing else I can do but just cry about it or hit this button. That's the price of doing business. That's dobus doing business. Sometimes you follow a ball off your foot, and sometimes it breaks your foot. That's life. Accept it. Move forward. Ozzy Albies is out, and he's totally droppable in redraft. Yeah. So. Then uh, Steven Strasburg back on the IL. He had a, he's got a stress factor in a rib cage, right? Get away from Strasburg. I can't believe I even tried to go back to the well with him. He comes in, he gets absolutely torched, and now he's back on the IL. It's over. It's over. I'm calling it. It's over. No more fun from Steven Strasburg. The best has already been given. That's it. Bye-bye, Strasburg. We'll miss you. Casey Mize, no shocker here, having Tommy John surgery. Go Tigers. That was obvious. It was so obvious. He was never going to come back from this elbow injury, and the Tigers tried to play it aloof and let you know, like, oh, well, you know, he's slowly working on it, and he went back to a rehab assignment, but he had to come out, unfortunately. But he'll be okay. Bullshit. You can't bullshit us with these pitchers, okay? Whether it's Strasburg or Mize or Jack Flaherty or Tyler McGill, there's so many examples when you have a hardcore injury or at least an injury to the shoulder, the elbow, the forearm, anything on the pitching tool that you use, there's such an awesome force and torque when you throw. When you throw 95, 98, 100 miles an hour, it's an awesome force, and it can't last forever. That's why it's a miracle that Justin Verlander went for as long as he did, finally had Tommy John at 38 years old, and now 39, he's kicking ass. That's so impressive. So, so impressive. But he's a unicorn. He's the anomaly, folks. Don't get it twisted. Do not get it twisted. Anthony Rendon, oh, God, I mean... Why would I fall for this one? This is another one. We have nothing to go on with Rendon over the last couple of seasons. We're going all the way back to 2019 now to be like, oh, that's when he was really good. So let's stop chasing the dragon with him too. I mean, what the hell are we really doing out here, right? Come on. And that's all I have to say about that. That's definitely all I have to say about that because it speaks for itself. I only drafted Rendon like one league. So I'm glad I didn't like, oh, well, he's going to bounce back. He's my third baseman this year. It'll be great. <laughs> nope. Liam Hendricks. Well, party's over there. I mean, this is another example. I just told you a moment ago. These pitchers have these injuries. You got to take it seriously. And Hendricks never looked great this year. His velocity was down to start the year. You know, Tony Russo says that he expects Hendricks to return in about three weeks. Okay. He's got a right forearm strain. That's not good. I would be super skeptical. He is a reliever, so maybe he doesn't have to pitch six innings in a game if he can still pitch one inning, but can he keep the velocity? Can he keep 
hitters off balance. His numbers for the season, you know, he started slow and his velocity was down earlier, but I got to say his numbers are pretty good this year. You know, he had 16 saves. He had 37 Ks in 25 innings. Kept the ERA under three. So, uh, I'm not going to say drop Hendricks yet. I can't say that. I can't say that, even though I just told you. I think there is a difference between starters and relievers to a certain extent. There is, and we need to be able to separate the two. I think it's fair to say that, and I'm going to keep saying that. Uh, two L's, two Z's from Jasper. Woohoo! My main man. Anthony wants to know, how is your NFBC team doing? Is he talking to me? Or is he talking to the chat? I don't know. My main event team, I had Ozzy Albies, so... Uh, you know how that turned out, unfortunately. But I do have Ezekiel Durant, so that's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I also have Andre Jimenez, who's been good. My biggest regret, though, is not getting Luis Garcia in that main event fab. Goddamn Jeff Zimmerman and Tanner Bell sniped my ass and outbid me on Luis Garcia a couple weeks ago. Total shout-out to them. Those guys know what they're doing, and they're pros. Kudos to you guys. But if I could have had Luis Garcia replace Ozzy Albies, oh, mwah, it would have been wonderful. But I, I don't get to do that. I don't have that opportunity. So that's life. That's the way it goes. Jasper says, uh, by the way, I'm like in seventh or eighth place in my main event. Uh, Paul Spohr, Scott Jenstad, those guys are towards the top. Justin Mason, they're all battling towards the top. And so are Zimmerman and Bell. They're all right up there at the top. I've fallen down. It's a really, 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 really tough league. And I realize that now. I wish I had got thrown in a, a less competitive league, frankly. But, hey, you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Uh, oh, Jasper says, if I see Deary, he lives on State Road 5. I'll let him know. Bellinger. Bellinger sucks. Deshaun Watson might be suspended for a year. What do you Get out of here. Don't bring that crap in here. That guy's a scumbag and a story. Fuck him. We're putting people's lives and people's safety secondary to money and championships and glory. Fuck all that. And even people in Cleveland, people that I respect, are still saying, fuck that guy. I can't root for him on my squad. It will go down. The signing of Deshaun Watson and guaranteeing the whole fucking contract? That will go down in history as one of the biggest blunders ever. So bad that maybe... Jimmy Haslam has to sell the Browns. It's a quick football moment. I also do fantasy football, and I got to gear up for fantasy football analysis now because it's about that time of year. And I'm wondering, should I do an umbrella Palazzo, even though Palazzo has nothing to do with football, should I just add a football show, a football-centric thing to the Discord, to the YouTube channel? Because we already got such a nice crew here of people that I enjoy talking baseball with that why not add the football element? I'm curious what you guys would all think of that. Uh, you can text you can text me. And if you have my number, you can text me. By the way, if you're an elite Hall of Famer patron, you get my personal phone number. That's part of the package. Seriously, you get to text me anytime with fantasy questions. I'm not fucking around. That's a fact. I don't make that shit up. I keep it real. So if you want to be a part of that, go for it. But yeah, football is something I got to start thinking about. Just Bob says, Bellinger, drop him and flush him. <laughs> Wow, okay. Well, that's being honest. Yeah. <laughs> Just Bob is not fucking around. Just Bob, you're so funny. Is that a victory lap when you call someone's failure? Victory lap certified. I'm calling it right there. That's a victory lap for you on Bellinger sucking. So a victory lap when you're right about a player sucking is still a victory lap, is it not? 
Just want to make sure I got that clear. Jasper says, trade it away. Okay, bye-bye, Bellinger. Anthony says, there's always next year, right, boss? Yes, there always is, Anthony. You, well, the season's not over yet, Anthony. Hang on. I mean, I'm in eighth place, but it's not over. I grinded my ass off last year to get to third place on my main, and that makes your money back. That's $1,700. You want that. So I'm not giving up. I'm not done. We're not done. We're not even halfway through the Roto season. We're going to be in week 12. There's 27 weeks, I believe, in the main event NFBC season. I believe that's correct. Are you drafting in Vegas for football too? Uh, you know, that's a different story. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I know football is king. I haven't even considered that notion, Anthony, but I will think about that. I don't know if I can afford it, frankly. Times are really, 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 really tight. Jamie says, Cubbies stopped the, yeah, they stomped the Braves today. Okay, great. Woohoo, yippee. Okay. There's still more guys. <laughs> Jeremy Payne, you went on the IL. That's a bummer. Wah, wah. Uh, of course, you don't drop Jeremy Pena. He's been a real, real pleasant surprise and a treat this season for everybody who drafted Jeremy Pena. You've loved it. And it's a thumb issue. So hopefully it doesn't keep him out for too long. Before he hit the skids here and missed a couple games, he'd hit a home run. He'd had a couple games with stolen bases. In fact, he had three steals in his last five games. Six, seven games. I mean, this guy is a lot of fun, and he is the real deal, man. So if you have Jeremy Pena in Dynasty, congratulations. If you have him in redraft, you certainly don't want to get rid of Jeremy Pena. Even though he's on the IL, just got to be patient. You got to chill. The guy is so money, and he definitely knows it. That is so fetch. Yeah, he's very fetch. I love Pena, and I wish I had more Pena. I'm learning the hard way, though. Next time, next year. Edward Cabrera, the Marlins, got an elbow issue. I dropped him in my redraft league. I'm like, you know what? I just don't even have... No, actually, he's my keeper league. Excuse me. Shout out to my... Bless you, boys. My home league. That's head-to-head cats. 14-team. OBP instead of average. 5 by 5 And I dropped Edward Cabrera. That's a 10-team... That's a 10-player keeper league. Well, actually, we have a rotating keeper. This year, we kept 10 coming into the season. And then after this season's over, we'll keep eight. And then the year after that, we'll keep six. And then we'll go back up to eight and back up to 10. I love it. It's a lot of fun. That's a good call. I got lots of beefs with my home league. We don't do fab. We still do waiver wire, which I think is so lame. I would love them to add fab. But the rotating keeper thing is cool. I like that. That's a fun twist. Not an oldie, but a goodie. But it's a keeper league, and I dropped Edward. I don't have time. I dropped Edward Cabrera, though. This is where context matters. Because I had so many other injured players. Chris Sale and Sonny Gray and Jesus Lazardo. Oh, God. By the way, I posted a poll on Jesus Lazardo. You guys want to know the results on that? I basically asked everybody, hey, you people know baseball. You've been around. What's the story? Do you trust that Jesus Lazardo will return soon? Or is he done? Will he be back pre-post All-Star break? I'd like to get everyone's opinion on that. So the results after hundred about 150 votes, there's still six hours left if you want to vote on it. You can go to my Twitter handle, at MJGovier, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R. 3% for before All-Star break, that he'll return before July 18th, 3%. After All-Star break, 66%. And then 31% said neither, he's cashed. Ooh, bummer. Yeah, how about that? That's a bummer. Take that and run with it. So, doesn't look like there's a lot of optimism on Jesus Lazardo. And he did play catch for the first time this week, but that's catch. No don't mean shit. 
He's not even throwing full velocity on flat ground. <sighs> Jesus Lazardo is one of my biggest bummers of 2022. In fact, we're going to do a biggest bummers of 2022 show soon. Definitely got to do something like that. All right. And Just Bob says, when you're playing for money, you're in until you're eliminated. Damn right, Just Bob. Hell yeah. Speak the truth, my friend. Shout it out. Say it loud. Say it proud. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Yeah, well, you got to you got to overcome the faults that you have and the challenges during the regular season. The season's far from over, and there's no way in hell I'm giving up. I don't give up. I might get pissed. I might complain. I might bitch about things, but I'm staying true. Hanging tough to the bitter, bitter end. Genius, genius, genius. Yeah, I'm a genius. All right. Anthony says, J. Ram, Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, Starley Marte, and I'm waiting for Bichette to be a stud this season. Or I'm trying to move Bichette with a package for Machado or Trey Turner. Hmm. So you're waiting on Bichette to be a stud. And he will get it going eventually. He has to. Or else he's injured, or else it's just a god-awful nightmare season. But I don't expect it to last forever. I never do, because that's just not how this game works. It's a long-ass season. Things change. Streaks happen. Month to month. You never know who's going to be the stud of May. Who's going to be the stud of June. Who's going to be the Paul Goldschmidt who's hitting 14 home runs in a month. That's going to be somebody. Maybe it'll be Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette. But... The other guys here. So you want to trade Bo Bichette for a package of Machado or Trey Turner. I would rather have Machado. I got to tell you, Machado has reinvigorated himself and impressed me incredibly. Because with the steals now, and it looks like the steals are a consistent thing in his repertoire. He's 30 years old. I like that. I'm impressed. And the Padres are always a team that like to run. So if he's going to steal 15 bases, even 10 bases as a third baseman, Hitting 30 bombs, and he's hitting for a great average, too? Man, Machado is the best of what we thought Manny Machado would be. Shit, like eight years ago, nine years ago? He's there now. And if he's going to be this guy into his 30s, and I truly believe that that's absolutely legitimate. I love Machado, and I wish I had much, much more of him. I really do. Anthony says, Jesus Lazardo looked like baby Pedro, then got hurt. Yeah, it's very sad. Uh, sometimes things don't go your way, you know? We all make mistakes. You have failed. Yeah, I failed. Just Bob says, Andrew Haney will pitch before Lazardo. Absolutely. Yep. Anthony Rendon is done for the season, says Jamie. Well, there you go. Okay. Is that breaking news? Is that official? I would like to get a resource on that, but um, there it is. Everybody say farewell to Anthony Rendon. Another season down the shitter. A monster contract. He's set for generations to come. But as a ball player, he sucks. Just Bob says, Anthony Rendon really was done in 2020. Hey, booyah. That's a good one. How come I don't have like a zinger button? I need to have a zinger button for great zingers like that. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have one of those. Sorry. Okay. God, this segment took way longer than I wanted to. Also, Cole Solster's on the IL, and Corey Knable's having a shoulder issue. It looks like Sarah Anthony Dominguez will be the main man. He'll take control there. Uh, I'm going to write about him in the next Fantasy Baseball Confidential, which comes out Monday on FantraxHQ.com. I hope you guys like my article. I put a shitload of work into it, and I try to tell stories that connect with the game and beyond, but it's always about fantasy baseball in the end, and there's tons of information in it. So I hope you guys appreciate that because I think it's something good for your soul.
Return on the Mac. All righty. I love Return of the Mac. It's so much fun. Return of the Mac. There's some players that I'm going to share with you. Guess what? I've got... Oh, here we go. Oh, reading the chat. Sorry. Trying to do 10 things at once here. Hang in there with me. Yoshi's a good girl. Yoshi's playing with her toy next to me. So I've got a graphic for Return of the Mac, which I should have uploaded probably before the show started. Is that correct? Because I didn't do that. Sorry, guys. Mistakes were made. I'm still learning. You know, I've been doing the show since January of 2020. But I'm still learning. And I'm still making mistakes one step at a time. All right, here we go. Return of the Mac. Players on the mend. Let me kill the banner here for a minute. There you go. So, Jack Flaherty is back. Do you trust him? I do not. But that's just me. So you do what you want. I, I don't think that Jack Flaherty... <sighs> I would love to trade him. If you've been stuck with him and you're looking for a reason to trade him, the fact that he's back pitching, woo, I would jump all over and be like, all right, look, everybody's pitching. Sell him now. Sell, sell, sell. Sell, 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 sell. Get it done. That would be my philosophy on Jack Flaherty. <clears throat> I've never loved Jack Flaherty. He hasn't pitched 100 innings since 2019. He went 196 that season. That was great. And a 2.75 ERA. But he also had that historic second half of 2019. You remember that? It was legendary legendary, and legendarily good. But it also was one half of a season. He's really made a career so far, in my opinion, on one half of a season. No, 2018, he was pretty decent. He's still only 26 years old. I don't trust him. I would like to trade Flaherty as soon as I could. That's my opinion on that. All righty. Let's see, uh, Mark McGuire back again? What's what's this about, Anthony? Mark McGuire's back again? I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Update from Just Bob. Severino is pitching Tuesday. Last night was under the weather. Skipped his turn to save innings. Okay. Thank you for the update, Just Bob. Yeah, I heard there was possible COVID IL for Severino. So that's in a live update. Just going to skip his turn, and he's going to chill. The return of the Mac, baby. That's right. There he is. Mark Morrison in the picture there to your lower left. For those of you on YouTube, which you should subscribe to the show because you can see this graphic. If you're hearing the show in podcast version right now, there's a beautiful graphic that says players on the men with return of the Mac as well mixed in. Uh, Wanda Franco is closing in on a rehab stint. So that's good news. He's been out longer than I really thought he would be. But... um, I had a great question in the Palazzo Podcast Discord, which you all should be a part of. Follow us on Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Utah, give me and two. you can see the Discord link for free at the top. And in the Discord, someone said, would you, I could move Wander Franco and I would get Lindor and Logan Webb in return. I believe that was the trade. And I was like, hell yeah. Lindor is at least good as Wander Franco fantasy-wise. And then you get Logan Webb too. Oh, yeah. I know that Franco is younger and somebody's probably looking in a dynasty perspective on that trade offer and saying, oh man, I want this guy. He's younger. He's going to be amazing and it's going to be a wonderful season. I'm, I can't wait for it, you know? Flawless victory. It won't be a victory for you. Getting Webb and Lindor is a big win by a f- healthy margin over Wander Franco. So Franco's rehab stands close. Uh, Chris Sale. It's been confirmed by Alex Cora, manager of the Red Sox, who have been one of the most 
incompetent teams in baseball in 2022 when it comes to bullpen management and pitching staff management overall. Again, you can go back to my Fantasy Baseball Confidential on FantraxHQ.com. I did a whole segment about Garrett Whitlock and Tanner Houck and how the Red Sox bumbled their development this season by not being more consistent and clear with roles, taking them in and out of the rotation. And both those guys got put through the ringer. And I felt I feel for both Hauk and Whitlock. So, But Chris Sale's coming back as a starter. There was rumors that he might be a reliever. Chris Sale will start. That's good news. I've been holding Sale in several leagues, so I'm looking forward to him being everything that he used to be. And all reports indicate that he looks good. The changeup looks great. Mixing in with that heater still. That's good news. Sonny Gray is officially back. He threw five scoreless against Seattle in a duel versus Marco Gonzalez this week. Sonny Gray is Cy Young worthy. He really is. The guy's the man. So I love me some Sonny Gray, and I would strongly recommend that all of you try to acquire Sonny Gray as soon as possible. There's no doubt about it. Jamie says, I want Franco back soon. Yeah, we all want Franco back soon. Just Bob says, you didn't mention Haney. He's pitching Sunday. My bad. I apologize for that. Andrew Haney's back. He's on the mend. Pitching Sunday. He's definitely worthy of this graphic that I created, and that's why Just Bob's there to back me up. See, I know that my Palazzo peeps are going to back me up. That's why I love you guys. And that's what makes this show great. What I bring what I bring to the table, and then you guys fill in the gaps, and we don't miss anything. Together, we are unstoppable. Jamie says, I'm glad I started Gray as well when he came back. Yeah, Sonny Gray. He didn't strike out many guys, but five scoreless innings is great. Nick Lodolo is slowly working on coming back. Uh, I think there's still a few weeks away from his return, but Lodolo stash, even though he pitches at Great American Ballpark, which could be a big bummer, I can understand why you wouldn't want to be a part of that, but Nick Lodolo, very talented pitcher. Maybe just pitch him on the road. And guys, Jose LeClerc is back. You remember Jose LeClerc? Yeah, a lifetime ago. He was a potential reliever. That was going to lock down the closer job in Texas, and that never really happened. And I have had so many dalliances with Jose LeClerc. I'm not excited about him being back because I know I'm going to get sucked back in again. But he's back on the Major League roster, folks. And Joe Barlow's been really good, though, as a closer. So if you're looking for holds, you're in a saves hold league, Jose LeClerc is a guy to pick up. Maybe a spec ad on Jose LeClerc, but there's actually a guy on the next graphic that would challenge that notion. Tyler Naquin's ahead of schedule. He was supposed to be back in July, but all indications are that he's healing much quicker and could be back sooner than later. And you want an outfielder who plays in Great American Ballpark. Tyler Naquin has value. Almost, uh, I would add 12 teamers even. Really, 12 teamers and deeper. And Adrian Morahone is back in the major leagues. Another round of applause. Congratulations, Morahone. Uh, my main man, Joe Gentile. Shout out to, shout out to Joe. Joe was telling me about how Morahone had added some rise on his fastball, and he was looking really good in his rehab. And that was the first time I took a look at him, and I was like, oh, shit, okay, this is promising. If, for some reason, Taylor Rodgers ever falters, because the Padres are all in on a playoff run here, if Rodgers falters, Morahone's in a position here where he's going to be an ace reliever for them. I don't expect him to be stretched out as a starter because they got way too many people as it is. His value this season will be in the bullpen. And... The guy can pitch. So, Adrian Morahone is another name to keep an eye on. And 
Could be one of those Colin McHugh type players, you know, the multi-inning roles, the Matt Moores, if you will, which is a guy I'm about to mention next. That's right. I want to talk about Govier's guys. Yeah, I need a Govier's guys. So it sounds like that. Govier's guys. I got to do it like that. Here it is. Govier's guys. And look who's on the list. All those players you guys mentioned earlier in the show. Right at the top, Ezekiel Duran, third baseman for the Texas Rangers. Forget Josh Young. Who, who cares about him? Zico Duran is the man. Zico Duran steals bases. He hits for a little bit of pop. He is the man. I love Ezekiel Duran so much. And I've been enjoying what he's been offering me at third base because I've had Matt Chapman at third base in my main event. But Duran has stepped in for him and been really, really good. He's been better than Chapman ever was this season. I love it. And he's going to run into some problems. He's going to slow down at a certain point. He's 23 years old. He just turned 23, actually, in May. He's 5'11", 190 pounds. And in the minor leagues last year, he came from the Yankees in the Joey Gallo trade, in case you didn't know. And last year, in a full season, looks like 100-plus games, yes, he played 67 games in high A for the Yankees last year, and then 38 for high A in Texas. And combined, he had 19 home runs and 19 steals. You talk about balance, that's a 2020 guy. It is. He hit 290 last year. He struggled a little bit more with batting average once he went to Texas, hitting 229. But the walk rates never double digits. That's something to keep an eye on. I'd like it to be a little bit higher. I would like him to get it up to at least 7 or 8% if he could, which is something he's done in the minors. The highest he had was 94 but the bottom line is the opportunities there. He's got two home runs, two steals, very small sample size here, 48 plate appearances, 319, 333, 533 slash line, a 153. WRC plus. Remember, 100 is average for WRC plus. He's got a 153. 153. Just Bob says Matt Chapman is having issues with his wrist. He might hit the IL. Yeah, but at the same time, Matt Chapman's on this list, by the way, of Govier's guys. So here's the list. Ezekiel Duran, John Bertie, Adolis Garcia, a couple of Rangers too, Ahmed Rosario, Matt Chapman, Orlando Arcia, Matt Moore, and Emilio Pagan. These are all people I wanted to highlight for this week as Govier's guys. Pretty fun the way I do that. You guys like that? Or is that annoying? Let me know how annoying I am. Right now, someone hates me. Where's Kent when you need him? Kent, come and troll my ass. Victory lap certified. Just Bob, the thing with Matt Chapman is this. He had two home runs this week when he, he played. He sat out Monday against Baltimore because of the wrist thing. And then he comes back Tuesday and Wednesday, has back-to-back home run games. And then he sits out again with a wrist issue. And now it's a problem. It's like, what the hell? Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Also, he's got two home runs his last two games. I, If Chapman's not hurt enough to go on the IL, and he's not hurt enough to sit, and he hits two home runs, what do you make of this? This is really a bizarre example because Matt Chapman has been crushing the ball this year. He's got a 50% hard hit rate all season long, and I've just been asking him to get it more in the air, hit some more launch on that ball. And with that lineup in Toronto, which is outstanding for offense, he should be providing a lot more run production. There's a lot of untapped 
run production stats in Matt Chapman's bat before the season is over. That's why I never gave up on him. Anthony says, Kent or Jeff Kent, just sour he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So funny. Jeff Kent, yeah. he's prob- This is Jeff Kent. Whatever, motherfucker! That's Jeff Kent all the time. This is also Jeff Kent. That's, that's basically the audio version of Jeff Kent all the time. It's a bitter old man. Just Bob says, I'd tell him, but you're hitting homers. Worry about the wrist in the winter. Huh. That sounds like good coaching, Just Bob. Just Bob should be an MLB hitting coach. Shouldn't he be an MLB hitting coach? By the way, I see a, a mistake here on this graphic. It says, Govier's guys, week six, fantasy baseball. It's clearly not week six. I recognize it, so... Shit on me. So Ezekiel Duran's awesome. John Bertie is he's single-handedly helping people win stolen bases in a lot of Roto leagues. Me and Eric Cross picked him up in our tag team league, which we are in first place in by a lot, by the way. Shout out to us. Shout out to Eric, my partner in crime over there in the tag team league. Remember, the tag team league is a 15-team Roto 5x5 where everybody co-manages a team. And we are kicking butts. We got a nice lead with great pitching and hitting. But we just got to hold it. It's a long season. And sometimes people start slowing down. And that's what happened to us last year. Because we were in first place most of the year last year in the Tag Team League. Me and Eric Cross doing our thing until we lost at the very end. So John Bertie's been on our team. We picked him up, I think, two fab runs ago. And we were way down in steals, and he has helped us a lot. Really bumped us up in steals. The guy's stealing bases like a madman. He's got like eight steals in his last 11 games or some shit like that. It's really impressive. You got people on the mend who are coming back, too, that are I didn't mention on the previous graphic, like uh, Brian Anderson and Joey Wendell. So that could limit Bertie's opportunities. But, man... A guy who can hit it for a decent average. Not a lot of pop or anything, but steal 30 bases this year easy is a guy that has value on your squad. Here's an update from Just Bob. He says, Clevenger is now healthy and off the COVID list. Woohoo! Yay! Woohoo! Another round of applause. Exciting news for everybody. Woohoo! Yeah. Good luck with that Clevenger thing, though. You just can't rely on Clevenger. He's never consistent enough, guys. And I used to be a big Clevenger fan. In fact, in 2018, excuse me, I saw Mike Clevenger pitch a shutout, complete game shutout in like 92 minutes. It was at Camden Yards in April of 2018 for my friend's 40th birthday. We had a big crew. We went to a game. It was a 2-0 win, I think. It was a boring game, but Clevenger put on a clinic and dominating that horrendous 2018 Orioles team. But he's never able to be consistent enough because of the injuries and sometimes walks and just inconsistent focus. Uh, Adolis Garcia, you know, he hasn't stolen as many bases as John Bertie has recently, but he's stolen a fair amount, and he's providing legit power. And there was a lot of people said, no way in hell I'm going to go ride Adolis Garcia again. What he did last year was a fluke, and he really fell off towards the end of the year. But... He's got 12 runs and 10 steals. And he's not hitting 200. He's hitting 244. I'll take that. I remember preseason, me and Deary both drafted Adolis Garcia. And I think we both did it in the Palazzo Podcast Invitational because, or maybe it was the uh, Battle of the Podcast. Shout out to Zach Waxman 
in the draft champions pot. But either way, we both had drafted Adolis in that overall competition because in the spot he was available in the draft, you knew that you could get power and speed. It was just a matter of how bad would the batting average be? How often does he strike out? We know he strikes out a lot. But Adolis Garcia is giving you an easy... He's going to eclipse 20 home runs, no problem. Will you get a 30-20 season out of Adolis Garcia this year with a 240 batting average? I'll take it. I will. I'll definitely take it. And that Rangers offense is underrated. It's It's got some potential, especially with Ezekiel Duran being there. There's a few guys that are worthy of your time. So Adolis Garcia has been on a bit of a roll. He'll probably cool down, but he's got value. Ahmed Rosario has been on a tear lately, and he finally hit a home run. He did it. I'm, oh, my God. Ahmed Rosario hit a home run. Woo! They said it couldn't be done. Ahmed Rosario is going to give you a lot of value if you could pick him up. If somehow he's a free agent, depending on the size of your league right now, go get him. Go get him. He's doing his thing right now. He's stealing bags. He's stealing bags in back-to-back games. He scored four runs the other day. Now, he was playing a series in Coors. So Coors. That does play into some of those recent big games. But even before that, he's got a hitting streak going back to June 7th. When he went four for a nine in that doubleheader. Remember that doubleheader where Marcus Simeon had like the most perfect line? He was a madman in that doubleheader. Ahmed Rosario went four for nine, scored two runs, and stole two bases in that doubleheader on June 7th against Texas. Rosario stealing bags. The home runs, you know, they could come occasionally, few and far between, but he definitely has value right now because he's on a heater and it's going to continue to roll. I mentioned Matt Chapman. I don't know what to do. He's got power and he's crushing the ball, but then he's got the wrist issue. So what do we make of it? I don't, don't drop him. Hang on to him. Maybe he does hit the IL and he heals up, but he was starting to get right last week before the home runs came. He was driving in runs and had a bit of a hitting streak going here, making more contact that was legitimate. So Matt Chapman has value. And then there's Orlando Arcia. You know, with Ozzy Albies being out for the year. Well, most of the rest of the season anyways. Orlando Arcia is an intriguing player to pick up. Now, I'm thinking deeper leagues. Probably 15 teamers are deeper for now. But if he can show consistent offensive returns, then you want to have him on your squad. Because the Braves' offense is another great offense. You want to have players that are going to be playing in that offense regularly. And it looks like he's replacing Albies as the second baseman. He's going to be there regularly. He had back-to-back home runs earlier this week. He went four for four in one of those games. Again, those were against Washington, who sucks. But, hey, you still got to play the games and perform in them, no matter who your competition is. Today at... Wrigley Field in a one to nothing thriller, a one to nothing win for the Cubs. Wow, that's weird. He went one for four. So he's got a hit in four straight games with two home runs. Now, there's no way that lasts. Anybody who's played fantasy baseball knows that, yeah, this is not going to last. But if he could score a lot of runs and get on base enough, and be a regular contributor in that lineup, that has value. So that's really my bottom line there is don't expect <laughs> home runs all the time. His career high is 15, which he's done twice. He's hit 15 home runs twice, once in 2017 and once in 2019. And he hasn't had a chance to play a full season since 2019. So if he can get, a, if he can get that full season here, and he can be more along the lines of the guy that we saw 
in his early days at Milwaukee where he was tantalizing, then I would be intrigued. I'm interested. But, you know, he has a career 74 WRC plus, 74. That's a below average player. We all know he's been a below average player. Just Bob says, Arcia will be in the everyday as long as he produces. Yeah, he has a clear path, says Just Bob. You're right, he does. That's why I'm mentioning him. I agree. It's just a matter of how much production will he get out of that bat. All right, and then the last two guys on the list for Govier's guys are Matt Moore and Emilio Pagan. Now, Matt Moore got his first career save on Monday, and that's exciting. I think that's cool because he's had a tough go of it. It's been a tough stretch. It didn't. His career didn't turn out how we hoped it would, but right now, you know, he's pitching well for the Rangers. Flawless victory. So, he's also got that SPRP eligibility in certain leagues, certain formats. And even before he got the save on Monday, he pitched two innings and got five Ks on Saturday night and got the win. And on the season, in 28 innings, he's got 35 Ks. The whip is a little higher for a reliever, though. That does cause me concern. His whip is 1.31 in 28 innings. That's a concern. As a relief pitcher, I don't like that. But I also, you know, looking at his game log, I wanted to make sure that he didn't start out as a starter for the Rangers this season, and I was pretty sure he hadn't. And that was true. He hasn't started a single game. All 20 appearances this year for the Rangers have been as a reliever. So if he can have a 11 or 12K per nine and he can get save opportunities, but also be a multi-inning relief guy where he can rack up the Ks and get you wins, he has a place in fantasy. He really does. Matt Moore, remember this now. Remember this, okay? Just Bob says, I do like Govier's guys with the voice. <laughs> All right, thanks, Just Bob. Govier's guys. All right, then, uh, so Matt Moore is legitimate and I, I believe he can help your squad. Don't dismiss him. Don't think about the starter who failed. Think about the reliever who can help you now. And with Jose LeClerc returning, the Rangers have a pretty solid bullpen now. I like what they got going on there. Lastly, Emilio Pagan has been on a roll lately, and I'm only doing this, I'm only mentioning it because I've shit on Pagan so much. He deserves credit. He deserves complete and total credit as a guy who has done what he's supposed to do, and I shit on him a lot. So I apologize. Emilio Pagan, you're the man. You're getting the job done for the Twins as the closer. And I really had my doubts. And you got to come correct. You got to realize, you know, mistakes happen. And when you're wrong, you're wrong. So I'm admitting it now. You have failed. Yeah, that's me. I failed. I was incorrect. He's had, he's racked up nine saves on the season now. And he's been pitching really, really well. He's hardly been giving up any hits or walks either in his last four appearances. Multiple Ks per outing. Uh, he's on a roll right now. I don't know if this is permanent, though. This would be my only caveat because Emilio Pagan is still going to be Emilio Pagan. That's who he is in the end, okay? And right now he's stranding <laughs> 95% of his base runners. So I give him props for the production that he has achieved so far. But 95% strand rate is not sustainable. It's not. He has a career 81% strand rate, left on base rate, okay? So maybe trade Pagan now because he's got to come back to earth and he might lose that role later in the season. Minnesota's in a playoff push, legitimate. And if Pagan falters, they're going to have to use other options. 
And there was also some interesting news today. Thanks to the Palazzo Podcast Discord. Once again, the Discord strikes again. Benjamin Chase and company doing their thing in our Discord. Yeah, they're so good with that. There was some news that was posted about Jordan Balasovich, the prospect pitcher for the Twins. It was being used in relief. There were some differing reports. This is what Benjamin Chase said on the Discord, and you can interact with him for free and ask questions. It's all free. Sign up for the Plaza Podcast Discord by going to the Plaza Podcast Twitter feed. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. It's at the pinned two. tweet at the top of the link. There's the Patreon and the Discord link in the pinned part at the top. Listen to my directions. Click on that Discord link and join us. Free information. So, Balasovich was uh, not scheduled for today. And another was saying, there's two reports. The other report said he was expected to throw multiple innings and he went two and two thirds. And he could be a big change if he's working up to a similar workload like uh, Johan Duran is. So keep an eye on that. Balasovich is a highly touted prospect for the Twins. And if he comes up as a reliever, that's good news. Just Bob says, need a relief pitcher. Kendall Graveman? Sure, of course. Graveman is always a reliable player. And that's why they signed him. He's a backup policy for Hendricks just in case something happened. And now that Hendricks is on the I.L., Kendall Graveman is useful. His whip has been high, though, again. Another guy with a 1.33 whip as a reliever. I do not like players with whips. To me, that's high for reliever. Reliever whips should be much lower than 1.3. The good relievers keep it lower than that. And he's not even Kang 9 per 9, which is slightly disappointing. But maybe he'll rise to the occasion. And Graveman, although... Graveman has been good lately. Like his last five or six appearances, he's been really, really solid. So that's why you got to always look at the context of the micro situations within the game logs instead of the overall season. But yeah, I like Graveman. Go for it. Good times noodle salad with Kendall Graveman. Is that blurry? Am I crazy? Okay. Oh my gosh, we're an hour and a half into the show. And I (laughs) keep labeling these shows with these names and I never get them. So let's get to it. To drop or not to drop. That is the question. Yohan Mankata has been discussing point by many, many people because he had one good game against my garbage-ass team known as the Detroit Tigers, okay? So everyone's like, oh, my God, he was great against the Tigers. Go Tigers. Did you know he also faced two position players in that game? A 13-0 victory for the White Sox. Yohan Mankata was on a tear of that game. He drove in five runs. I think he went five for six in that game off the top of my head. But... He faced two position players on the Tigers. Now, the Tigers do pitching well. The one thing they have is Chris Fetter. Chris Fetter is the gem in the Tigers organization. He's a great, elite pitching coach that gets the most out of every pitcher. He takes what they have and uses their strengths to the benefit of the player. I love Chris Fetter. He's so good. But Yohan Mankata, this is one game. I need to see consistency I don't, I I wrote in the Fantasy Baseball Confidential on Fantrax HQ on Tuesday that my love affair with Mankata was over and that I had switched my allegiance to Jake Berger. Of course, Jake Berger gets hurt though. So you're like, shit, well, there goes that idea. Definitely a bummer. But Mankata to me is a drop in shallower leagues, deeper leagues where Players are more scarce. I can understand maybe holding on to Mankata in 15 teamers, but I think in 12 teamers, you can easily drop Mankata. I really do. So does Just Bob. Just Bob's co hosting the show with me today, and it's badass. Thank you, Just Bob. You're the best. So, Mankata to drop or not to drop? Well, I think he's the drop. 
Yeah. I, uh, Jesus Cesardo is another guy. To drop or not to drop? Absolute drop in redraft. I'm not going to wait around. There was another discussion about Lazardo in the Palazzo Podcast Discord where Christian Crespo, who is a coach for the Bluefield Ridge Runners in the Appalachian League. The Appalachian League is filled with future players that are going to become major leaguers. And so they're a proving ground for youngsters. And Christian Crespo is a coach for the Bluefield team, which is in West Virginia. Beautiful Bluefield, West Virginia. Shout out to that wonderful area in the Appalachians. And Christian's in our Discord. He has his own channel called Coach Crespo. Ask Coach Crespo. And you can connect with him directly on that stuff. But he said the Luzardo, you know, might not be... uh, He said something about, like, it's not over with Luzardo. I wouldn't throw in the towel. And that he could build up and be back in weeks instead of a month. I just... Christian Crespo, I respect the hell out of Christian. You should all follow Christian on Twitter, by the way. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to prospects and just scouting analysis. Follow him on Twitter at CRES, C-R-E-S underscore 26. But he thinks he'll be back sooner. I just don't see that. I really, really don't. Oh, Just Bob says, update, Burger now healthy. Yay! All right, Burger will be in tonight's lineup, I hope. That would be great news. I would love to see that. God, Burger is such a positive story. He's very open and honest about his injury where he, he tore his Achilles. And he had to come back from that. It was a devastating injury and mental health wise, it took a toll on him. And he's been open and honest about that. And I love that shit. I love that. So glad to see burgers, not seriously hurt. Just Bob says, I just traded Austin Riley, Brian Reynolds and Jeff Springs for Sandy Ocantra and T Edmond, Tommy Edmond, not, I mean, Ed man, not Jim Edmonds. <laughs> Spelled like Jim Edmonds. I assume you mean uh, Tommy Edmond and Sandy Alcantara. Sandy Alcantara, oh, God. I just, I come in my pants every time I think of Sandy Alcantara. I love him so much. He's my favorite pitcher. He is. He is so unique in today's game. He goes deep into every game, wants to go deep into every game. What he did earlier in the week where he lost his shit because he got pulled in the eighth inning? I love that shit. Love that guy. But you traded Austin Riley? Boy, I... Austin Riley has been everything that he was last year and more. I don't know why you'd want to part with Riley. Is there something you see in Riley's profile that concerns you? Because I don't. Austin Riley's a fucking man. Ryan Reynolds, sure, I get that. I could, I could trade Reynolds. And Jeffrey Springs, we talked about Jeffrey Springs having that absurd strand rate on last week's show. That was a big red flag. So I'm not a huge Springs fan, but... I love Alcantara, so if you're getting Alcantara, whatever it takes, you got to give up Riley to get Alcantara, and I understand that. And Tommy Edmonds, nice additional piece because he steals a ton of bases. He will get you steals. Good for him. Good for you, Just Bob. Woohoo! That's a victory lap for you, buddy. Victory lap certified. Boom! All right. As I was saying before I was rudely interrupted. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't rudely interrupted. I love you guys. You guys make the show go round. You guys make the show go round. Do, do, do. Gangsters make the world go round. That's what the West Side Connection said once upon a time. I remember it very well. Those were good old days, man. West Side Connection. That was uh, Ice Cube, Mac 10. Oh, shit. Who's the third guy? I can't remember the third guy. Damn it. Mm. Anyways, they were the gangster, the killer, and the dope dealer. I definitely remember that. That's how I remember those guys. 
Uh, boy. All right. Other ones, other players I want to note. Uh, Jesus Cesardo, I think, is a drop in redraft. I don't have time for it. I got other shit to do. I just, I can't risk waiting around for him and being like, boy, how long do I have to wait for this? Because the season is going to get shorter and shorter and shorter, and the clock will be ticking. Uh, let's see. Do you still have Josh Lowe on your squad? Is anyone hanging on to Josh Lowe in redraft? Because if you're doing that, boy, you've waited a long time for him to come back. Woo! I'm just curious if that's possible. Uh, and Jared Kelnick, too. Is he going to get another shot in Seattle? You know, you have to take a look at the standings in baseball and see what's going down before you really have a good idea of what moves might be made, who's coming back, who's not going to be a part of things anymore. Uh, Ryan Weathers, by the way, San Diego, he came back up. And I remember him last year. I was excited about him, but uh, Ryan Weathers was sent back down to make room for Adrian Morahone, of course. So he's gone. Bye-bye. Ryan Weathers got torched in the only assignment he had. Uh, James McCann is on a rehab assignment, too. I want to mention that. I forgot to mention that in the return of the Mac. And he's definitely somebody I want. Uh, Luis Patino somebody I'd be holding on to. His rehab assignment has gone to AAA with the Durham Bulls, and he's a couple weeks away from returning. So to add to drop or not to drop. I think Patino is a guy that you want not to drop because he's going to help you soon. If you have him in your IL spot, hang tight. He's about to be an involved part of your fantasy squad. And that's a guy you want. He's on the raise. He can pitch. I don't see any negatives with Patino. As long as he's healthy, he's going to give you a nice bump to your season. And, you know, there's always stash guys that we're looking for. Who are the stashes? Who's next? Who's returning? Uh, but let's talk more specifically about to drop or not to drop. How about Owen Miller, to drop or not to drop? Now, this depends on the size league you're in. Owen Miller came out hot start the season. He was the talk of the town. I remember I added him for $56, I believe. Damn! In my $1,000 Fab Budget main event. I still haven't dropped him, but I haven't played him as much either. On the season, he's rocking a 268, 321, 426 slash line. 111 WRC plus, so he's just above average. That's good. So to me, you don't want to drop Miller. He hasn't lost playing time. He's been playing consistently, and he has a place on your fantasy squads. So do not drop Owen Miller. Hang tight on Owen Miller because you're going to get a nice bump of offense from him soon enough. I, I really feel that. You know, it's ebb and flow, and he's got a hit in like the last five or six games. He doesn't. He gets on base pretty regularly. You're just not going to get as many home runs as maybe you thought you would when he first started the season a little bit hotter. So if you're hoping for more power from Miller, I, I don't think there's a lot more power in that bat to find. But he's a guy who can get on base, score runs, and drive in some runs with extra base hits. So if that is appealing to you, keep Owen Miller. Do not drop Owen Miller. And that would go for 12-teamers. He's probably a drop. But anything deeper, keep Owen Miller. Uh, Danny Jimenez of the A's. Now, it looks like he was losing his grip on the job as the closer for the athletics, but then he got a save, and he's still involved in the mix, right? So Danny Jimenez is not a drop yet. I could see why some of you already dropped him. You, there are many of you who probably already let Danny Jimenez go, and I I respect that too because it looked like he was being – he was so awful. He got – he got shelled, though, in the June 10th outing against Cleveland. Outside of that, though, the other three appearances around it over the last 10 days, he hadn't given up an earned run or really walks or hits. 
So it kind of looks like it was more of an aberration with that June 10th meltdown at Cleveland because he went one and a third to get the save at Boston to lock down and preserve Paul Blackburn's stellar start for the A's on the road. So Jimenez is not a drop right now. He's got a higher ERA, but his whip is at 1.23. That's a little, that's palatable for me. And I don't know if they're giving up on him. I don't think they are. I thought Danny Jimenez was a drop a week ago. I admit that freely. But you got to be willing to change your opinions or adjust to the situation and the statistics before you. And right now, Danny Jimenez is not, that is right, not a drop. Jamie says, I start Miller every game he plays. Well, you know, he's uh, he's got the job done. Just Bob says, I would take Voigt over Miller. Hmm. Well, as a first baseman, yeah, Miller is Miller's more appealing as a middle infielder, Just Bob. I, I would say that's fair. And Voigt, by the way, Luke Voigt's got... Coors. He's got a whole series of cores this weekend. That's wonderful news. That will make everyone excited. That should get you nipples hard. So, uh... As a first baseman, I take Void over Miller. I agree. But Miller still has a place in certain leagues. And so does Danny Jimenez. Good for you, Danny. Yay. Woohoo. Yippee. All right. Uh, let's see who else is on this list. Uh, Sung Kim. This is another Padre. You were talking about Void, But Sung Kim is not a drop. Yes, he is not a drop. You are not the father. <laughs> I need those drops. That'd be hilarious. He is not a drop at this time. I saw Kim has been uh, getting on base recently. There's no power there. And maybe some of you thought you were getting more power with High Song Kim. And I could imagine that you would love more power. We all want more power, but sometimes that's not how it goes. But over the last seven days or so, he's been getting on base, especially in OBP leagues. I think his plate discipline is showing the ability to get on base more frequently. And, and I like that. And plus, he's in the starting lineup more often than not right now. You know, uh, Cronenworth is on a tear, but that didn't push Kim out because they need Kim right now. And with the setback news about Fernando Tatis and the wrist probably not being where they wanted it to be, he could be out even longer now. Sung Kim has value on the Padres roster, and they need him. They need him. So he's not a drop. 12-teamers, he's a drop, of course, but he's not a drop in deeper leagues. He is not. He's, you know, he's a guy that I think is... I guess we had bigger expectations when he first got called up or called up. He came over from Asia and like, oh, wow, this guy's going to be a badass for the Padres. He was like 25 years old coming over here. And then that's just not how it's gone. But it doesn't mean he doesn't have value. So uh, he could steal some bags here and there and he could score runs in that lineup. And it's just a matter of what you need on your team. And if you need power, then I can understand why you need to part with Kim 100%. All righty. Who else was on this list? Boy, I got so many guys. Uh, Javi Baez, of course. (laughs) Javi Baez. Javi Baez. You suck so badly. You ruined my life. Go Tigers. Yeah. Go Tigers. Go Javi Baez. El Mago has been hell on earth. He's been hell on earth. He's been the uh, personification of hell on earth as a fantasy baseball player. It's brutal. It's so brutal. It makes me want to cry. But I just can't drop him in deeper leagues. I can bench him, and I'll keep him on the bench. That's what a bench is for. 
In 12-team leagues, though, I think Javi Baez is a drop. I think we're doing that. Now, this is also coming from the same human being who thinks that he will get it going because he can't be this bad forever. As I've said on the show like 10 times today, things will get better. And there's not a lot of signs, though, when you look at the peripherals, the stat cast numbers to say, oh, wow, look, he's doing this or he's doing, he's not hitting the ball harder. His hard hit rate is at 35. He's not barreling the ball enough, but he's not being got off. He's got a 7% barrel rate, which isn't a train wreck. It's not special, but it's not god awful. It's not 3% or worse. So that's somewhat intriguing. I think it's a matter of these, the first pitches he's seeing, and then the ball in the zone, which I think I mentioned, I can't remember. I'm on so many places. I'm on the Discord. I'm on my Twitter. I do the article on Fantrax HQ. I can't remember where I say what half the time anymore. I bet that freely, but his zone swinging percentage, that was what was crazy to me, is down 7% this year from last year. So he's swinging at 7% less pitches in the zone, yet his zone contact is up 6% from last year. So I, I I don't really get that, frankly. That's really bizarre. Swinging less. But he's making more contact in the zone when he actually swings. So why don't you swing more? I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Why doesn't Javi Baez swing more at balls in the zone? Huh? I know. What a concept. That's, so that's, that's actually a reason why I didn't want to drop him. But I still think, and I can respect why you'd want to drop him in 12-team leagues. But to drop or not to drop Javi Baez, I think no. I think not to drop. Yep, that's my final answer. And I'm really torn on this one. I'm going back and forth. And I sound like a flip-flopper. It's like, oh, what are you saying here, Govia? You really are confusing all of us. Uh, yeah, I know. That's my bad. I apologize for that. But do not drop Javi Baez yet. You've come this far. You can't bail now, can you? All of this has been practiced leading up to the big game. And Javi Baez swings more in the zone. If he starts swinging more... There's going to be more positive return on it. This has all been practice leading up to the big game for him. We're talking about practice. That's right. We're talking about practice. So, you know, you might say, Child, please. No way Avi Baez is going to do anything. And, I, and you know, you got, the, you got the statistics to back it up because there's just nothing great there right now. But I, I think the best is yet to come. And it's really hard to say that when he's this bad. But you look at some of those numbers, and it's like, okay, there could be something there. Uh, Also, side note, just a random note I was thinking about. uh, Sam Hilliard got optioned to the minor leagues. He's gone. So, Coors. No more Coors for Sam Hilliard. He's officially over. He's not going to be the guy you want him to be. Bye, bye, bye. It's sad. He never was. I really had high hopes for him. I thought he would be an interesting player, and he never became the player I wanted him to be. Okay. Oh, boy. A couple more, and then we're going to close out the show. Uh, Alex Kirilov, too, should be back any moment now. Any moment. And I also got a tip from my guy, Joe Gentile, again, who you guys should be following on Twitter. Shout out to Joe. Joe told me that Gilbert Celestino of the Twins might be on the verge of some legitimate offensive breakouts. Maybe more in 2023, he admitted that, but he liked what he was looking at under the hood. And he also told me about a guy named Cutter Crawford. Cutter Crawford quietly pitched really, really good 
in an outing for the Red Sox on Sunday, last Sunday. And it's Cutter with a K. I mean, what a, what a great name that is. That's a fantastic name. He went five innings, struck out seven in that game at Seattle on June 12th. He was really solid. And Joe told me that he liked what he was looking at under the hood with Cutter Crawford. Maybe a little less so with the changeup, I believe it was. Uh, let me read it right here because he texted me. Oh, he said, 96 miles per hour with that much ride is impressive. I like the curve and the slider too, but I think he struggles with command at times and not sure if I love the change. So that is intriguing, Cutter Crawford. He says that the four-seamer for Cutter is very, very good. It's incredible even. So Cutter Crawford has starter and reliever eligibility in Yahoo Leagues. And uh, that's somebody that you probably don't really have. But if you happen to pick him up, okay, and he's on your roster right now, do not drop him yet. Do not drop. I would assume you wouldn't drop him anyways because you saw his first start, and you're like, wow, I like what I saw. Let's see if we can get more of that. So do not drop Cutter Crawford. Be a good human being and respect Cutter Crawford. All right. Oh, my God. I need some water. My voice is parched, and I got to go. I got to go pick up Leanne. I got stuff to do, so... I think I got to stop the show there. I'd love to talk about more guys to drop or not to drop, but oh, Jamie says worth an ad. Oh, Cutter Crawford's totally worth an ad. Of course, take a flyer. He's going to pitch again uh, this weekend, right? So let's see what he does tomorrow at home against St. Louis, who, you know, St. Louis offense has been pretty, pretty, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Wow, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fraud. Oh, my God. My voice is so dry right now. I need water so bad. Violation. It's time for me to go. So uh, I'd love to cover more players. If I didn't cover more players, I wish I did. I'm sorry. Just Bob says, great show. Thank you. Just Bob, thank you for all of your interactivity and for the updates on players and the questions and the commentary. You guys make the show that much better. It's not bullshit. I know what I speak of here. I'm not messing around. That is bullshit. It's not bullshit. So, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z. <laughs> you can't go. You can't give in. Anybody know what that's from? Rachel, Rachel. What's that from? Anybody? I bet you guys can guess that one. <laughs> Anthony says, you rock. Thanks, man. I love your personality. Anthony, I love you, man. You rock. Thank you. I can't wait to see what your personality is like. Based on what I'm seeing in the written word, I think it's a pretty good one. So thanks to Anthony. Thanks to Just Bob. Thanks to Jamie. Jasper popping in for a minute. So glad he was here. All you guys that make the show what it is in the live chat. Even Tim was here earlier. That was cool. I really appreciate it. If you like the live chat and the interactivity we get in the show, then you'll love the Discord. If for some reason you're not in the Discord yet, please get in there for free and connect with us. You can ask more questions when we're not on the air. And you'll love it. You will love it. I know you will because you're going to win and you're going to connect with cool people that'll make you laugh too. It's good stuff. Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter is where you can find everything you need to know about. Give me two. Two L's, two Z's. Uh, Man, I'm Michael Govier. MJ Govier on Twitter. G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R. If you got some serious shit in your life going on, you know, mental health stuff, addiction stuff, I know a lot about that. I'm not an expert, but I've lived it and I live it every day. And I want to be of service. If I can be of service to you in any way, please come on by and do your thing. Jamie says, well, he's in the Discord along with me. Oh, that's good. Well, there's got to be, I want everybody in the Discord. The more, the merrier. If you're watching this in replay and you're not in the Discord, get in there. 
And if, if you want to talk to me, DM me, MJ Govier. That's the best way to get a hold of me on Twitter. Got any feedback about the show? I would love to hear it. And we take all feedback seriously. Next week, Chris Deary will be back with me. Of course, we got the Prospects Power Half Hour every Wednesday at 5 p.m. with Benjamin Chase and Phil Goyette. We got the main show, and we do Palazzo Pal episodes. We got some more guests coming up on the Palazzo Pals one-on-one shows. All right. Well, I think we've done our duty here. Let's turn it over to the main man himself, the one, the only, Russell Crowe. Take it away, Captain Jack. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you, and I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. (laughs) Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.